Okay, so it's the 9th of July, day 712 of lockdown. These are more of uh, my uncensored, unfiltered, unedited thoughts straight from my brain into this microphone. Uh, probably going to be a, a bit less personal than yesterday. In fact, maybe today is the day I actually talk about Angel. It's not, it's not, I'm not going to talk about Angel. Uh, I think I just might never talk about Angel. Uh, <laughs> It's been a while since I brought it up, so I just thought I'd, you know, any uh, any Angel fans out there listening, I uh, just wanted to sort of raise the spirits for a second, but no, it's gone. Uh, no, what I want to talk about is a very different TV show. Uh, it's a TV show I've mentioned a couple of times, and I've mainly mentioned it in, in so much as I don't know how I'm going to talk about it. I've been trying to recommend this show to people, and people recommend it to me over and over, because uh, it's great. But it's so hard to recommend. Uh, I'm talking. Sorry, I just keep talking around what it is. What, what I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, Dark, uh, which is a German Netflix show. As a uh, is a German show on Netflix. You don't need German Netflix to watch it. And it's such a hard show to recommend. Uh, like not to, not because I don't think people would like it. I think I think it's incredible. Like I think it's so well done. It's just okay. I've been giving it a lot of thought. How I would describe Dark is, or how I would recommend Dark, or how I would set up Dark for you. Uh, it's a it's set in a, a town in Germany, a fictional town called Vinden, uh, where everyone has secrets. Right? Everyone. Uh, it starts with somebody committing suicide and the first episode ends with a another tragedy and uh, it basically follows uh, some uh, several intertwined families each of whom have secrets from each other and from even from themselves in some cases uh, trying to come to terms with these tragedies uh, <laughs> hmm um it's so interesting because I went into it knowing slightly more than this and I kind of wish I had known exactly as little as I'm giving you. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to give this because some of the secrets these people have are like properly wild. <laughs> like it gets so complex. And the questions that it asks, uh, the themes that it brings up, and the places that it goes to, while essentially still being about these families and their secrets. The first episode is called Secrets. Um, <laughs> like, I, like, and I remember that. That's, that's what the first episode is called. It is the biggest theme they regularly put it out. It's, it reminds me. This try to compare it to other shows. Uh, it's got a lot of that sort of Scandi noir type style thing to it. There's like a police inspector who's quite withdrawn, who's looking into the case. Uh, there's families torn apart by the results of these things. Like that is that's all there. It's also uh, in the first season. It rains a lot. It's super oppressive, the rain. Um, and it's just so well shot and so beautifully put together. 
also there's parts of it that remind me of Stranger Things. I keep saying that. Like there's a pow- there's the power plant uh, that has that's like this ominous thing that's a bit like Hawkins Lab. I mean not quite like you know there's not uh, like like it's not ghost aliens from another world trying to tear them apart. But there's also we deal with the kids, like the teenagers who. And in the wake of all this stuff happening, they're still dealing with, like, petty love triangles and riding around on bikes, you know? So it's got that that similar vibe to it. And uh, the town it's in is, like, is such a big part of it as well. Like, I don't know. It's so hard to... I, I, <laughs> I came so close to, like, some very, some very vague spoilers there. Uh, what I'll talk about, in fact, is just, like, performances are incredible... Um, like it's it, it's always interesting watching like foreign TV shows because uh, sometimes I feel like the acting is more impactful because I'm not as focused on how they're saying the words I'm focused more on how they're saying the words rather than the words they're saying that might just be a personal thing uh, they're all great the cin- like I say the cinematography is fantastic it looks incredible um, but probably most of all, I think the music is so amazing. Like the theme tune is will be stuck; it will like lodge itself into your brain in a deep way. Everyone has like these like sort of metaphoric sort of themes that go along with them that are all really sort of evocative and really spare and electronic, and it's really cool. And also, it uses uh, like some. So it has music for like. Uh, <laughs> when when the theme tune first started off, I thought it was maybe it sounded like Fever Ray to me. Fever Ray uh, is an artist. Uh, they were one half of the Knife. If you've heard of them, I've had this conversation with that like earlier in the week and also today. So, <laughs> um, uh, the Knife. If you don't know did the song Heartbeats, which Jose Gonzalez covered uh, for a Sony advert, uh, but the Knife's version is one of my all-time favourite songs, uh, and I love Fever Ray, which is uh, Karen Dreher, one half of them, uh, one half of the Knife, and they, uh, so when this, this theme tune started, I was like, oh, this sounds a bit like Fever Ray, and then later on, in, I think in season, towards, like, halfway through season two, um, <laughs> a Fever Ray song played, and I was like, oh, right, okay. Yeah, and I recommend, like, uh, and yet the trailer for season three has uh, a block party song in it, which is an incredible song. I recommend you don't watch the trailers, uh, or don't watch the trailers until you've watched season one. Then you can watch the trailer for season two. Uh, and try not to, when you're flicking past on Netflix, don't let it um, pause for a second and show you stuff. I really want, I really want to hear someone who has gone into it with, with as little information as I have given you. Because I think that would be, maybe I think that might be the best way to see it. But yeah, and the music, like I said, the music is great. Oh, there's also, there's one bit where, um, there's a sort of montage uh, to uh, I Was Done Dying by uh, Dan Deacon, which is just an incredible piece of music. Uh, <laughs> I mentioned Dan Deacon briefly uh, when I was, uh, Talking about Phoebe Bridges every day because I was been watching because that that 
it being used in Dark inspired me to watch some Dandekin live videos and then I found out that Dandekin had a new album out, which I didn't know. <laughs> it came out at the beginning of this year. Uh, and apart from like the Phoebe Bridges album and Fiona Apple's album, which is also incredible, uh, like uh, I, I'd need to, I need, I still need to proper, I, need, I still need to listen to Fiona Apple's album more. I like listen to it like, like two dozen times, and it's still not enough for me to get a handle on it. <laughs> uh, but it's been difficult listening to like new music during um, this these these unprecedented times. Uh, as the media insists on calling them, especially in America. Uh, so I hadn't really listened to Dandekin's new album, and I have now, and it's so good. Dandekin is... Dandekin is... fantastic. I first heard of Dandekin. My, my brother played me some Dandekin, and I really didn't get it. Like, this was a long time ago. This was probably around about the time of his first album, which is... A, his first album's fantastically called Spider-Man of the Rings. Brilliant. Uh, it's not my favourite of his albums. But it's the, it's a bit too messy and glitchy for me. Uh, but when I first properly heard him was just before his album in 2015 came out. He was on a podcast called Improv for Humans. Um, it's interesting how I, I got into AW, uh, Jenny Lewis, Jen, not Jenny Lewis, I, uh, Jenny Owen Young's, sorry, and then Deacon through them being musical guests on an improv podcast it's such a strange strange thing um like properly like uh, they were all people uh, like two of them were people i'd heard of before aw i hadn't heard of at all uh but uh what was i saying oh yeah and daddy can did sort of in-studio versions of his songs daddy can like i said before i don't know but uh, you know you might not have listened to that one um as a guy with like an impressive like rig of like synthesizers and sequencers and vocoders and other stuff that I that my brother understands how it works and I don't, <laughs> you know, like electronic music stuff. And he has this big sort of rig that he brings around, um, and he does it all on those. Um, so hearing him doing on these on his improv podcast, where it's just him in a podcast studio, is kind of crazy. And then that album, Glass River, uh, it's so good. It has a song on it called Feel the Lightning, which I, that's been on my, like, my playlist. <laughs> I was talking about my playlist every day, but the playlist that I just have is my daily playlist. It's been on that since, since 2015, I think. It's just a phenomenal song. It has a great video with, uh, uh, oh god, uh, Gary Michael Williams, is that his name? Is it Gary Michael Williams? From, who's like that anyway? Anyway, he's, and it's very fun, uh, he's barely in it, that's why I'd <laughs> Um, what to recommend? And that album is so good, and then like, his previous albums like America is great, Blomps is great. Uh, again, Spider-Man of the Rings, I've struggled with, uh, but I still really enjoy, I, I enjoy it more. But the best thing is when I went to see him live, I went to see him live with my brother and my brother's partner and, watch, and watching clips of him performing live just reminded me of how much fun it is because he does a lot of like audience interaction, like he does this thing where he um, <laughs> he gets the audience to like sort of make a circle in the middle of the room 
Um, and then while he plays a song, he gets people to like go up two at a time and have like a dance contest, and then like tag out to other people just like to get the audience dancing. And he does this other thing, which is so much fun, uh, where he he nominates two people to be like the dance leaders. Uh, it's, it's almost like an improv game. Uh, it's, an, it's an improv game, actually, uh, like an improv exercise, but like scaled up because it's an audience of like 300 or so people or whatever. I don't even know how many people fit in uh, <laughs> fit in Summer Hall, which is where we were. And uh, the two people who are lead will dance, and everyone and uh, each side will follow one of them. And then again, you, they can tag out and do stuff, and it's just so joyous. Like, it's hard to get music fans dancing sometimes, even though his his music is almost, some of it is explicitly like like electronic dance music or indie tronica. I saw it described or noise pop. Uh, these are all ways to describe it. Uh, and it might not be for everyone, but it's so good, and he's so fun, and he just has. Manner, he's like got this sort of socially awkward banter in between songs, and it's just it's just really 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 fun, and I really like it. I don't know. I think it's important to like um uh let let ourselves have fun at the moment, you know. Even though I keep I need to part of me keeps going. Oh, I need to stop watching. Uh, clips of live gigs because it's going to be so long before we can go to one. But then part of me is like, well, that's why I should continue watching them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff people to think about this idea of what we should be doing. Like we should be writing King Lear. That's the that was the recurring thing, right? <laughs> oh, during the plague, uh, Shakespeare wrote King Lear. It's like, yeah, but he was already a, a successful playwright. Like, <laughs> it's not like he's like, well. I was going to be doing my usual job, but now there's a plague, I better become a playwright. Um, so that's a bit, it's a bit, um, uh, like, uh, I was going to say, basically unfair, not unfair. Uh, sometimes I just want to do something mindless. Uh, like, I've been playing, uh, 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 I was playing the Outer Worlds, uh, which is a game by Obsidian, who did uh, Fallout New Vegas, which, as if you've been listening to this from the beginning, you'll know that I was playing at the beginning of lockdown, um, for quite extensively, until I just sort of drifted away from it. And the Outer Worlds is more, ref- more like, compact than Fallout New Vegas. But I think it's just, it's not something I can connect with at the moment. It's like, I was going around and talking to these people and I'm like, okay, but I don't, what I need at the moment is something even more mindless. And I realised that at some point, over on PS Plus or on a sale, I had bought Diablo 3 for my PlayStation 4. I'd already played Diablo 3 to destruction on my PS3. Um, But I had it on my PS4 and I started playing that basically yesterday. Um... The Diablo games have had, like, Diablo 2 was a big game in, when I was a teenager. Uh, I remember playing it online with uh, someone, at, like, the, at the last gasp of friendship with a guy that I knew. The guy who got me the, the donut I was talking about yesterday. Um, we would play Diablo 2 <laughs> uh, 
like we'd be up and play Diablo 2 uh, on a LAN god yeah on a LAN how weird is that um, so yeah Diablo 2 was always a big thing for me and then so when Diablo 3 came out uh, and I had a PS3 I got it I think I bought it at full price maybe which is very rare for me like The Last of Us 2 is like the first game I bought at full launch price um, and oh no wait I also got Animal Crossing okay I've maybe been I've maybe been thrown by this uh, <laughs> by this lockdown into paying full price for games which I usually don't do uh, but yeah which I definitely didn't do for the for the, my copy of Diablo 3 that I've got for my PS4 and playing it is just it's weird that it can be that I find it relaxing it's a game about basically fighting the devil <laughs> uh, and his uh, well it's more complicated than that uh, fighting like devils from hell you know uh, alongside an angel uh, it's much more complicated than that the storyline is nonsense <laughs> essentially you're fighting monsters uh, you pick a class and you go around fighting monsters and it's such a it's so simple it's pr basically press X to kill demons <laughs> you know like you walk around and you, you, you hit things and you can break uh, the like scenery and get uh, like you can break barrels and crates and stuff uh, and get like rewards and it's just really satisfying to go around pressing X to kill demons like it's basic, it's mindless and it's like yeah I should maybe I should be writing the next American novel or writing King Lear or making a, a, a script for a TV show that will eventually get made after this lockdown goes down or a, a million other things you know and hopefully picked a bunch of things that I don't do uh, <laughs> but, have al but have always like like if I have vaguely dabbled in rather than the stuff I actually do which is not which is on stage and it's impossible to do at the moment and yeah like I probably always think I should be doing that but talking about should is so so much of a struggle these days and and in these unprecedented times so what I ca could be doing is just like such off listening to po I was listening to podcasts while I did it. Like I was listening to podcasts while uh, my little guy she wandered around like hitting things with a flail when I pressed X. It's simple. I don't have to think about it. There's no moral decisions. And those are the stuff I love in games, right? Like Last of Us Two is great because it's hugely about morality. Uh, I've talked before about how I love the Mass Effect and Dragon Age games because you get to make choices. Uh, although I've given up on Mass Effect Andromeda because it's just dull. Um, <laughs> but yeah, sometimes you just need to switch off and kill things. And in a video game. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, in a video game. <sighs> and it's kind of relaxing. It says a lot about my generation that that's what I find relaxing. Uh, Okay, so stay uh, well, stay safe, uh, 
stay home if that's what you want to do. If you're going out, wear a mask. And uh, no, no one's going to force you to like go out and interact and socialise with people. If that's not what you want to do, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, like you do you, right? I mean, that's that's always my my thing. <laughs> uh, stay educated and stay informed about the world. We've got plenty of time, and yeah, I'll spend a lot of time of it, a lot of it uh, over the past next couple of weeks. I think. Just hitting, hitting demons with X, but I'll also, you know, when I'm not doing that, I'll be staying on top of stuff <laughs> as much as I can. Basically, yeah, my whole thing is do as much as you can, can as much as you feel comfortable with. And uh, if you do want to watch something on Netflix, watch Dark. Just, just watch it. Like. It's so good. I'm after I finish recording this, I'm gonna go and start watching season three of my flatmate. Like that's literally what I'm gonna go and do. <laughs> um, my name has been Marjai. Thank you and goodbye.